Hello fellow pickers, my name is Mike Crafton. I'm coming to you from the Eastern Sierra Nevada mountain range. And my name is Carl Mandrill. I'm coming to you from Casarot, Colorado. Man, you're all over the place. I feel like you were in a different spot two weeks ago. I am. I was. This uh, we're, we're ending our trip, though. we got another two days, and then we'll be heading home for a little while. But as you can see, I'm not in my normal office. I'm in the van. We're traveling around, sourcing for stuff, and got a couple of work trips that we're doing, so we're adding on a couple things to it. So you're sourcing for stuff in the eastern Sierras, is what you're saying? We are. Every town we've driven through, I'm like, Jen, you look up a thrift store in this town, and just... Because it's got to be oddball stuff, right? Like mm-hmm. driving through Lake Tahoe and find the thrift stores. Let's go to the thrift stores, stuff like that. Yeah. It's been pretty cool. I love it. And Jen, again, is Mike's wife, for those of you that are new to the show. And yeah. actually, we're, I'm hoping to have Jen on the show at some point. Is she ready to join? Not yet. I don't know okay. if I'm ready for her to join yet. All right. I, I want to <laughs> say next in the next two episodes, we got to have her on. She can chime in on the topic. So... We've got a topic today. I have no idea we're going to go with this, but it's how to find the mother load and then kind of what to do next. And yeah. What are you calling the mother load? What are we? What's what the definition? We, uh, the mother what's... load. That's what everybody's after, right? Right. Uh, what's the definition? What's your definition? My definition, because I just drove through the um, El Dorado National Forest, the mother load, I always think of gold, right? The mother load. Okay. I strike it rich in the mother load. Right? So you feel like we're going to be making an episode about how to find gold? Yes, we're going to make an episode on gold panning and what to do. No, you don't want to Incorrect. do an episode on gold panning. All right, incorrect. <laughs> I don't want to. Uh, yeah, off brand there, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> what is the mother load as it relates to picking, Mike? Come on. The mother load. It's the stuff that we find the last day of the yard sales. The good stuff, you know, just finding whatever your niche is and just finding a ton of it at a good price. That is the mother load right there. Right? Okay. Yeah. I like that. A ton of something it doesn't have to be the yes. same item, but a ton of something. Maybe it's, you know, a bunch of stuff at one sale auction, whatever, but it's yeah. a ton of something and something that you know about or passionate about. And you, you kind of struck it rich, so to speak with what you found. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Have you struck a mother load yet? So I haven't hit the mother load yet, but my buddy struck it on uh, this one item. And I, gosh, I can't remember what the item is, right? And it's like Listerine or Tic Tacs or no, it wasn't okay. something that expired, but he got like 50 cases of it. It was just a ton of it. Mm. So he took one picture and just listed the quantity and he's selling it over and over and over again. He got it for a really good like on price. on eBay he's selling it? Yeah, on his eBay store. Right. Okay. But wow. that's what I consider the mother load. Something that's little effort, high volume, mm-hmm. high profit, right? You got it for a great deal. That's what I'd consider the mother load. What about you? So if you haven't, I hope you learned from your buddy, because if, if you haven't struck the mother load, how are you going to give people tips on how to find the mother load? <laughs> well, okay. Let me rephrase that. I've struck the mother load in little sizes. I haven't struck the big, massive gold vein yet, right? Okay. I've definitely okay. I've definitely struck the mother load uh, multiple times with different things. Oh, and and sometimes it's just good fortune. But there's definitely some tips and tricks that I have that can increase your chances. I'll say. I mean, I've got one that's kind of oddball that I'm just curious what everybody out there, our fellow pickers, are going to say in reaction to this. But all right, let's start with number one. I'm going to go from the least likely to my most uh, my, my most likely place to find the mother load. So. Number one, we've talked about before, it's liquidators, right? 
got the liquidator stores. You have the Amazon, Amazon liquidators. You have the Amazon return pallets, which we've talked about getting one of those things. So that's actually a good possibility that you can get a ton of stuff. And then if you're willing to take the time and you have the storage area, you can store it, go through it, take pictures of it, list it and get rid of it. Right. Yeah. Where are you with this? Why, why haven't you gotten one yet? Yeah, so we uh, we're in the, we're in the black for the Pickers eBay store, but we're not quite there yet, right? We've got I don't know, we've got a few more sales to go before we buy one of those big Amazon pallets. And we're saving up for it, it sounds like. Yeah, and you were going to come out to California, and we we're going to unload it together, weren't we? And make a big video about it. I can't unload it if you haven't bought it though. So well, you got to take. Okay, first step is you got to figure out where you're going to buy it from. Second step is you're going to actually buy it, and then third step is. Uh, it's got to be delivered. I guess, I guess I'm fourth step, but yeah, I'd be excited to do that for sure. So step number one is you have to give me a date when you're going to be in California, then I'll have it there when <laughs> you get there. Right. I'm not going to buy this thing and then wait for you to fly out to California. Is this really contingent on me? Like you, you're afraid to do this solo. I definitely want to do it with you. It's more fun for sure. I just didn't know yeah. if it was contingent on me. No. I mean, if we get down the road and it's just not working out that you get out to California, then I'll go ahead and buy one. And All right, we'll see. Okay, so you're saying liquidators, and I don't know that we have, yeah, I don't know that we have the, the pipeline for the best liquidators out there. We explored that in one of our earlier episodes, and we don't have a conclusion. So if you do, if you have a good liquidator that you don't mind sharing, we would be interested in that Absolutely. for sure. Yep. Okay, so my tip number one for how to find the mother load is the one – that um, I've, I found a couple mother loads. Oh. I think I found one or two. And that is just searching out eBay and Craigslist lots. You know, like the word oh, lots. Oh, yeah. Where they're selling basically a whole collection of things or like items. Hopefully something that you're experienced in because you're going to be spending some money doing this. And searching out. So one way to do that specifically on Craigslist, kind of in your local area, is whatever your specialty is, is you just you know, whatever you're searching up periodically mm -hmm. to, to find that on Craigslist, you just have like save searches where you get notifications when something new is mm -hmm. posted, you know, with that phrase or with those phrases that you put in there. And that way you can be one of the first ones to respond and, you know, make an offer and go get the item. So I, I need to do that more frequently, I would say. And I bought some electronics lots mm -hmm. that way, but you're typically spending hundreds of mm -hmm. dollars. You get You're gonna be spending a lot of money up front that's probably true no matter what we're doing right. here. You're spending hundreds of dollars. You got to be willing yeah. to do that. That's kind of part of the deal with how to find the mother load is being willing to spend the cash. And so searching out lots. eBay, I found some. They're a little bit harder to come by, and there's a lot more competition, obviously. Gotcha. But it is still possible. Again, depends on what your specialty is. If your specialty is not as, you know, there's not, there's not as much competitive competitiveness mm -hmm. to it, then maybe, maybe that's a good solution and the reason why these people are selling lots on ebay is what it could be that they were a reseller and now they got a regular full-time job with the corporation or they just don't want to resell anymore is that what you're talking about there's so it could be collection so you know collection of something for you know they've been collecting for a while they're trying to get okay. out of it it could be that they're liquidating themselves they didn't hire liquidators but maybe it's some sort of office and they have a mm. bunch of extra stuff, whether it's, you know, computers or something. And they're just like, hey, come and get this. And they're just trying to sell, you know, in bulk. But they don't want to have a third party come in and do that. Gotcha. It just okay. depends. Yeah. 
Nice. So that's my number one. All right, number two, what you got? Number two kind of goes along with yours. You you made me a little nervous with some of the wording that you had on there, but mine is store clearances. And it's kind of like that, Mm. but it's actually the physical store that is going out of business, right? So like, I don't know if you remember Mm -hmm. a few years back, Radio Shack went out of business, sold all their inventory, and people still need all those little gadgets and doodads, right, that Radio Shack was selling. And not only can you find that at the clearance stores, but you can find furnishings at the clearance stores. So those, those Mm -hmm. metal shelves that go together, you can find light fixtures, find chairs, office furniture, all that stuff that you're talking about. And it's, it's kind of odd to me because I hear people talking about, it's called retail arbitrage, right? They go to Kohl's or something like that and they buy something that's marked way down and then they turn around and sell it on eBay. And I'm like, how are you getting full price when the, from this when they're selling it at the store for half price? It's like maybe the person doesn't have that type of a store in their area or something like that, and they think that this is a really good deal. But I've always well, typically a lot of times it, it's half price online too, so it has to be something that's not available online that they're just running low on. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. You have to you have to know your stuff. For yeah, that. and that's why I went with the clearance store or a closeout at a at a store at a physical store. So I'm always looking for yeah. those stores closing type of things. My buddy tells me about them all the time, tells me about all the great deals that he picks up and all that, all that brand new mm. packaging stuff, man. I would love that. I would consider a good mother load haul right there from a clearance. So, so yeah, for sure. I think you're more likely to get a good deal if they are again, liquidating themselves and they haven't hired a third party. Yeah. If you hire third party liquidators, they're like 30% off, but really it's like 30% increase in price over what yeah. it was. And it's just, it's a scam. No, that, that's a scam. I, what I'm talking about is literally a store that's going out of business. Not a going out of business sale like you're talking about, but actual going out of right. business. Yeah. Okay. Well, got to pay attention then to that yep. stuff for sure. But you can definitely find, yeah, mm-hmm. the mother load there. Even like restaurants and stuff. That's some of that mm. restaurant equipment and yeah, getting on that. So right. that's a good one. I like that gotcha. one. Uh, my number two is um, asking. You just ask. Ask for the mother load? <laughs> yeah. You don't ask specifically by using the word mother load. Like, uh, pardon me, do you have a mother load of such and such? No, that's that's weird. <laughs> that's like socially awkward. No, you ask. So if you're at like a sale or, uh, you know, whatever it is, typically this is like best at a garage sale. But you just say like, hey, do you have such and such, whatever your specialty item is? Assuming, of course, that what your specialization is in is something that's like appropriate to ask about. So if you're like mm-hmm. a big clothing person, you're not going to be going through somebody's closet, of course. That's weird. Mm-hmm. If you're somebody who's like, I am, I specialize in high-end video production equipment, that's not common for people to have. So again, that's like weird to ask. It has to be something that's like, you're pretty sure that it's stored away. My example is the iPods, where I used to ask for those all the time. And, you know, frequently they would, they'd pull some out. Sometimes they'd pull out, you know, a few of them and, I guess you could call it a mother load mm-hmm. by the end of the day. I, I had quite a few on hand that yeah. I could sell for a chunk of change. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, something that they might just, you know, maybe something's gone out of style that people just have sitting around, whether it's old technology or something that you don't mind asking about. Mm-hmm. So like uh, Christmas decorations, would that be something that you would look for? Ask them uh, about? Frost the snowman, door hangers, for sure, 100%. That's right. Yeah. Yes, no. Christmas. Hey. Now that we're talking about this out loud, I'm a little afraid that I'm getting into the being a, a Christmas expert, I yeah. guess you'd say, man. It's scaring me a little bit because okay. I don't like Christmas that much. 
You don't like Christmas that much. Mike is the Grinch. Not that much. <laughs> uh, I will warn you, though, that one thing that people have laying around typically that may not be worth your time are phones. And, mm. oh, my goodness. I, I, think, I think you're safe. I don't even know if you're safe. At least for the older Samsung phones or Androids, I think those mm. are pretty safe because you can reset them. But trying to, mm. like, watch somebody struggle with their Apple ID to log into the iPhone and then have to wait the half an hour for them to reset it. Yeah. It's not worth it. It's not, it's not worth it. Yeah. And so I've, I've gotten stuck a few times where I'm like, what am I, how can I get out of here? And the person feels so bad, but they, mm. they still like, no, 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 it's almost done. Blah, 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 blah. And, they, and I just like, yeah. I just need to walk away and I just don't have that. I didn't yeah. have that ability at the time. Now I'd be like, you are wasting my time. I need to leave. So, mm. um, yeah, just, that's just kind of be aware on that one. Great advice. Thanks, yeah. Man. Jeez. All right. Number three, what you got? All right. My number three and my best one, this is where I found my mother loads, is I love the half price sell at either state sales or the last day of yard sales. There's a few reasons because one, so my typical MO is I'll go to the yard sale or the state sale first day, see what's going on, see if there's anything, you know, hot that I see right away that I can pick up and flip. But also just kind of recognizing what's going on at the state sales and then at the half price sale, you just go in and most of the time, a lot of stuff is still there that everybody's just kind of passed over, right. like uh, like brand new parts and bags or I don't know, just all kinds of stuff. I found all kinds of stuff. And it's not a mother load of one specific item, but it's, a, it's just a ton of stuff for a screaming deal, right? If it's not half price, you can just make half the time, make a deal with these guys because even at yard sales, especially at yard sales, they don't want to ha- pack this stuff back up and take it into the to the goodwill or anything like that. So they're almost they're almost giving it to you, asking you to take it away for them. Right. Okay. So yeah, I think I'm trying to think of how often I've found that. I've definitely gone to those last days. I don't actually the, the estate sales where they like um, have things like firmly priced. There's no negotiating. I don't like those as much. But I have found some stuff. I think mm-hmm. I found some weights one time, half price that were still laying around, and I bought it for. I don't know, 20 bucks for a whole weight set and did pretty well with that. But yeah, that's a good, I like that one. That works. Half price last days. They're always my favorite to go to. I don't think I shared that with my last tip though. I have found by asking, that was my second tip. I have found quite a few mother loads by asking for some specific things where they're, they pull things out. And I've, if you know to ask for it, for me, the ratio is like one out of every eight houses. I was able to get somebody to pull it out. Not one, not the mother load, but just Mm -hmm. periodically, what, you know, I'd hit the mother load basically. So, yeah, I actually watched you do that when I was yard selling with you when I went and visited you. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that was like a small mother load. That was pretty good. But um, yeah. All right. So the last one, I I haven't fully researched. I've only partially researched in like my own niche, and that's um, you can buy in bulk on the Alibaba website. Are you familiar? Oh, I have been seeing that. Yes. Are there, are they as screaming of deals as what I've seen like on TikTok and Facebook? So I, yeah, you might know more about that. I just looked at, I think I looked at phones and I looked at video game cartridges Mm -hmm. and yeah, they have some good deals and you buy in bulk. So you can buy whatever, you know, 10 of the same up Mm -hmm. to like 10,000 of the same. And Mm -hmm. so, but it was, here's the issue. Here's the controversy is that it's unclear what's authentic and what's not. So I, I would just yeah. assume that if it doesn't say authentic, it's not authentic, right? So then 
you're now, you know, a third party to reselling knockoff goods. And so yeah. you have to be very careful with what you're actually buying. And so, and, and what products you're actually selling and which ones have mm. copyright, trademark, patents, all that stuff. It just depends upon what you sell and, you know, how authentic it is. If they're actually mm. literally produce, like reproducing it there in China, then uh, you're, you're basically breaking the law. Mm -hmm. So I haven't yeah. explored the site thoroughly enough to know what's legit and what's not. But if, mm -hmm. if whatever you're an expert in is legit, you can, like, that could be something for you. Mm -hmm. No, I like that. I've seen that idea quite a bit. And, you know, I've kind of also wanted to play around with FBA fulfilled by Amazon, but I'm, mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm nervous. I, I think I want to get my handle on eBay first, and then I might jump over to like doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, what? What, have you explored that at all? Uh, not, I'm not there yet, but I was looking at the Alibaba stuff seriously today. I was like, I was actually going to come on the show and, and show you a link and say, Hey, should we, get, should we do something like this? Should we go on, go in on something like this, spend whatever, you mm. know, a couple hundred bucks, sample mm -hmm. it out. And then as I was doing more research, I was discovering that what I was going to buy was going to be illegal. So oh. yeah, I, it would be, I don't know if it's illegal for me to buy it since it's, coming from out of country or if it's illegal for, I don't know. I don't know how that knockoff works, but I know that for me to resell it. But then I looked it up on eBay and I saw that people were reselling those things. Mm -hmm. And so, and they were, and they weren't trying to like package them as authentic. They package them as reproductions, mm -hmm. but the reproduction is still like a copyright issue specifically. Yeah. And so I found out like one company specifically in Nintendo was coming after a lot of people that were trying to, you know, basically violate their copyright yeah. stuff and they were coming after, they, I think they tried to prosecute in 16 different countries and they're trying mm -hmm. to shut down factories in China, which who knows how that's going to go. But, right. um, so that, that's why mine's very controversial. And so if you do your own research for that, I might be speaking like super naively where they're like all of it's junk on that site. I have no idea. That's just what mm -hmm. I've found so far. Yeah, I don't think so. It's definitely worth the exploring, but I'm telling you what, if you get me in trouble, if you give me an idea and you get me into trouble, I'm going to be upset with you. Do your own research. Do your own. I haven't, I have not bought from the site. This is just something that I found when I was trying to figure out different ways to find the mother load. I was trying to get creative and I was like, Oh, I wonder if this is a solution. Yeah. I figure I throw it out there and people that have experience with this or maybe know more about, you know, the law than I do mm -hmm. can, can respond and put it in the, you know, comments on YouTube. If you're watching or yep. feel free to reach out to us on instagram everything we got listed in our show description yep awesome good stuff you know and speaking of comments a lot of our listeners have been reaching out recently on leaving us comments in different areas a couple emails a few comments on our youtube videos yeah. that's great okay good deal yeah and we actually got a couple new reviews which we'll get to here in a little bit yes. but um we we're rooting for everybody to get the mother load out there and something you're gonna have to spend some, some spend some cash mm -hmm. you're gonna have to take a little bit of risk especially if you're not an expert in the area but it's a lot of fun. We, we know that, let's see, we talked to a couple of folks on our show already who have, who've struck the mother load in different areas and it doesn't always work out. Yeah. Right. I remember who was it? Was it Rachel that, um, she bought all those movie posters, the p movie posters. She found yeah. the mother load and then kind of yeah. got scammed when all the good ones she were did. set aside. And yeah, yeah, it doesn't work yep. for everybody, but be careful. All right. I'm back out. I'm back out on the picking circuit. My friend, I got, I got nice. a few things of okay. note. What do you got? Do you have any stories first? I don't, I don't want to just say like listen to my stories. That's weird. Do you have any stories first to share? <laughs> just I think the I think the most interesting thing is uh, I never thought about you know as we're driving through new towns to look up thrift stores. You know mm -hmm. you're you're in a new area. You're in a new climate. You're getting new stuff that's yeah. not your normal stuff that you're going to be listing. And 
I like to have a bunch of different stuff on my eBay store just to see what sells and what I want to sell. So it's always nice to find uh, different stuff. Oh, for sure. For sure. Okay. I like that. It's a good tip. Yep. Um, all right. So I had, so I got a couple things that has, has happened in the last week or so. I had some interesting negotiations. I'm curious your thoughts on this. Oh, okay. So I had, so like first sale in forever I went to, I roll, or yeah, I think, or first sale in a while, I roll up, I find three items on a buy. Total sure. price, $7. Whoa, and you negotiated them down? You're not, you, let me tell the story, Mike. I'm going to, I'll ask you. <laughs> okay. Uh, you don't know how much these are worth. You don't know if that's a good good deal or not. Or not. I don't even know, like I was guessing on a couple items, to be honest. Actually, I was guessing, I think, on all three of the items. Okay. Um, one of them was like a, like a generation <laughs> one iPad. Who, you know, who knows, is that, like, they had right. they had that for five bucks. Anyway, whatever. So I go into my wallet and find it, and I should have been more prepared, but I find out that my my change has been scavenged from another member of my family who was handing out allowances. And I was like, dang it, oh, I, no. I'm usually really prepared with change. So I was like, I'm yeah. so sorry. Do you have change for a 20? And it's like early in the day, and she's like, oh. no. And I was like, I'm, I'm, so I started digging around more in my wallet, and I was like, I got six dollars. And she's, I'm like, will you take six? Basically, I'm negotiating down from seven dollars to six. Is that fair to you, Mike? You heard my reaction when you when seven you said to you six. Know, when, Come on, I thought that you negotiated from seven, but in your instance, yeah, it's perfectly fine. You only had six bucks. Asking for six bucks, that's no big deal, not at all. Yeah, she didn't like that, so she. Ended up just like digging around, got me like dollar coins and found the change for the 20. So it worked out in the end, but oh. she did not. And I asked her again, I was like, are you sure? Like, I just got the six books right here, ready to go. It's a dollar. What's a dollar in today's market Ugh. with all the inflation dollars not worth a whole lot? You can't even buy a candy yeah. bar with a dollar anymore. And she's like, nope. It must have been really early in the sale then, right? Probably first thing in the morning. Like yeah. first day, first thing in the morning. Yeah. She wasn't ready to get rid of stuff yet. A dollar. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. So that was, I, yeah. I was like, and it happened again where I negotiated down a dollar on something and the person said yes, but like very begrudgingly, like, uh-huh. and I was like, if I can't negotiate down from a dollar to garage sale from the list price, like what is <laughs> happening? What world am I in? Anyway, I thought that was kind of funny. Well, I think it's exactly the world that we're living in because that's why we're doing this podcast is because People need a second source of income or more income, right? Like you said, the dollar is not going as far as it used to. So everybody's right. you know, holding on to it and trying to make it go as far as it can. So, yeah. I, not a garage. People at, dude, we talked about this. People that are selling at garage sales are trying to get rid of stuff. Like that is their number one goal. If they're trying to make money, they should be selling on other places like eBay, Craigslist, Facebook. Yeah. I think they're it's trying pretty, to do That's both. pretty common knowledge nowadays. When, I'm, when, yeah. I, when I do a yard sale, I'm trying to do both. I'm trying to make money and get rid of stuff. Okay. Well, questionable. All right. So that, okay. That's, that, that's story number one. Story number two, uh, more social awkwardness. Oh, geez. <laughs> I have my wife with me and we're rolling around and we roll up to a garage sale. We're following the signs and then we find the sign mm-hmm. like, you know, in the yard, on the corner in, in the yard. Mm-hmm. And the family has like all this stuff laid out on the driveway mm-hmm. and they're pulling more stuff out. And my wife sees some shovels and she's like, we actually do need new shovels. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, we can get a good deal on shovels. Cool. So I pull up, I get out of the car and I walk up and it's this married couple 
and they're giving me the weirdest look like, what's going on? Why are you <laughs> walking towards me? What's happening right now? Oh, no. I think I know where this is going. Yeah, I was like, are you? Yeah, I'm like, how much do you want for your shovels? And they're like, uh, what? <laughs> this isn't a garage sale. <laughs> I know this has happened to other folks out there <laughs> where somebody happens to be cleaning out their garage in a very organized manner yeah. on the same day as, like, you know, like a Saturday or Sunday near a garage sale or even in a community. And anyway, they had a garage sale sign in their yard, oh, dude, geez. in their yard. And they're looking at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> Did Isn't you, that on them? Like they have a garage yeah. sign in your yard. What are you doing? Did you point to the sign and say, "Look, it's a garage sign"? No, no, they said it. They're like, uh, they're like, "Oh yeah, I know that we have a sign in our yard. Somebody put that there." All oh, right, because it was pointing up the street, and I was like, "Gotcha." Yeah. Then why are you if you know the signs in your yard? Why are you surprised I got in my car to, to buy some yours anyway? Man, do you know how many more people probably stopped by their house while they're cleaning out their garage, dude? Jeez. Right. I wonder if they went and kicked over the yard sale sign after that. Probably. It, it, this is not the first time this has happened. I've, I've definitely rolled up on people, and they look confused, and they're like, this is not a garage sale. I'm like, okay, well, this is a, you got a community sale going on. All right. Anyway, wow. kind of funny. All right. Those were, yeah, kind of my two two big funny things that happened recently. So <laughs> Those aren't just funny. Those are hilarious, man. I'm glad you told me those stories. A lot, those of, awesome. a lot of social awkwardness, for sure. Glad to hear that you're back out on the yard cell. I guess all the snows melted in Colorado. I mean, where I live, not in the mountains, but yeah, definitely back out sure. there. And uh, yeah, I haven't found, haven't found the mother load yet, but I found a few things here and there. I'm trying to think if I found anything. Okay. Interesting. I found some, we talked right. about weights last episode. Found some weights. Got a good deal there. And um, nice. do you want to hit the reviews? Yeah, let's go ahead and uh, talk about a couple of reviews that we got. So. Over on Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a review. It kind of generates uh, momentum for our show and gets us up higher in the rain- rankings and in the search. And we got we got one from Caleb's Pedals. So a little, little disclosure, Caleb is a really good friend of mine, but he's also he he's not one of those guys that's going to hold any punches. So he gives us gives me honest reviews about what's going on with our podcast. And he says that he likes to throw our podcast on. He builds uh, guitar pedals and he says they'll throw a pod, mm. one of our podcasts on while he's building the pedal and just check it out. And uh, yeah, he said, it's, it's like, it's like catching up with old friends was the title of his review. Uh, nice. Yep. Thanks. Nice. Thanks for listening, buddy. I appreciate you. Yeah. I like that you reveal that he's one of your friends. I would have just pretended like we're just we're just doing so well that we just have people pouring in from all over the place. Yep. That well, <laughs> they we're are. not with the reviews. We're not. We need we need the friends. So I need to have my friends leave reviews. But this the next one is from yeah, pretty recent. So this is from Mr. Gims. Mm-hmm. And we don't know who Mr. Gims is, so thanks for listening, Mr. Gims. He says 10 out of 10, great show. Wow, thank you. Yes. Lots of interesting insights and great points about starting. Uh, he's currently binging all of our episodes. There's not that many to binge. <laughs> this is episode 18 is what we're at. Yeah. That's and he's just, he's starting to resell. So he's starting to kind of source and do that sort of thing. And his wife has a spreadsheet and kind of, and then he wanted to know if we could elaborate on vintage because he feels that it's getting to be very broad, a broad term. And it is a broad term, right? Like yeah. people use it just to, reference that's old and junky or just old or antique. How do you define vintage, right. Mike? 
So, you know, that's a good question. And it's something that I've often struggled with too. And the way that I look at it for me, vintage is going to be something from my childhood. Okay. So like when I'm looking for Tupperware, I'm looking for the Tupperware my mom used. When I look for the toys, I'm looking for toys that I used to play with. That's vintage. Mm -hmm. So 20 to 30 years old, typically stuff from my childhood. And then antique, and I apologize to the boomers out there, but it's going to be something in the boomer generation, right? So it's going to be Probably 50, 50 years and beyond is something that I'm going to consider an antique, right? Okay. And don't worry, in another 10 years, all my stuff's going to be antique, so don't yeah. get your feelings hurt. And that's just Mike's definition, but I, I think I would just generally agree. And I don't know when I would use the word vintage unless I was really unsure that it was going to sell. Mm. Because, yeah, I don't know what like who's who's searching the word vintage unless... I bet it's more of like an eye-catching thing. Like, oh, I want something vintagey. I don't know. Yeah. So I, my big purchase from this past weekend was an old camcorder, mm-hmm. which at first glance you would not want to buy. It came in a nice case, but it wasn't like it's just you know one of those VHS camcorders, right? That's so probably from the '90s, mm-hmm. and so I wouldn't assume that it's very valuable, but it looked like a high-quality one, and so I, I looked it up, and it turns out it's yeah, it's selling for. Anywhere from 150 to 200 dollars. Yeah, and so I was great, like, "Oh, yeah. okay, yeah." So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, but when I list it, I'm just gonna list it as like what it is. I'm not gonna put the word vintage. I'm just gonna list mm. it as you know, just like Panasonic, whatever model. So, yeah. but yeah. like Mr. Gims is saying, everybody is using the word vintage these days, so it's almost oversaturated. And when I see it, I'm like, oh, great, what's this? Is it really vintage, or is it just right. using the word to try to catch my eye? Right. And so if you, if that's kind of like your specialty where you're selling vintage things, then you're probably using vintage like all the time, maybe in all your listings, but you might have some sort of vintage store or Instagram or something that where people know, like, this is where I can go to get these types of things. Mm -hmm. If you sell things like kind of all over the place, like what Mike's doing and something happens to be vintage. Yeah. I, I would guess it'd be harder to sell as a result. Right. Uh, you know, th- speaking of that, we have a listener, Bad Madge, down in San Diego, and they actually have a vintage clothing store, which I'm really interested in. They got a lot of great quality stuff. I love, mm. I love seeing their videos on in, over on Instagram. But yeah, Bad I, so Madge, that's, I like that name. That's something I would list as vintage. In vintage is vintage clothing. You know, 70s, you know, 90s style mm, stuff. True. I yeah. would I would consider that calling that vintage for sure. And Tupperware. I'm always putting vintage on Tupperware. Enough about the Tupperware. Nobody cares about the Tupperware. Stop you'll, talking about you'll it. Care, you'll care when it funds our Amazon return pallet we're going to buy. <laughs> You're right. I will care then. That's correct. Um, but what I was just saying, though, was that like they have a vintage store. So like you can go there yes. expecting vintage, and it really is exactly. you know like from childhood or yeah. a different decade or whatever. So that actually makes sense. Yep. And... But you're right. But th- that aside, I think clothing is a great thing to term vintage. That's a good, good call. Mm-hmm. I always think of toys too uh, for some reason. Like vintage yeah. Tonka truck. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, you remember those old metal Tonka trucks? Man, I want to find one of those at the yard sale someday. You'll find one. I see those things. Oh, frequently. do you? Yeah. No, I always find the plastic ones, and I'm always hoping it's the metal one. Y- and you know what you got to do to find the mother load of Tonka trucks? You just got to ask. I see you plastic ones here. Do you have any metal ones from your childhood laying around? Yeah. Do you have any of those death metal ones that you don't want your kids getting hurt with and getting into stitches? Right, right. the ones that are rusty and sharp. Exactly. <laughs> nice hard edges. Oh, my gosh. 
Okay. Cool. That's great stuff. Thanks, Mr. Gims, for listening. Thank you. All right. I got I got motherload trivia. Yeah, Absolutely. You that? Yeah, what you okay. got? I think it's actually your turn for trivia, but um, too bad. I'm doing trivia. You weren't ready, so now you're at risk for another trivia loss. All right. Let's do it. Here we go. You got to get two out of three. Number one. Okay. This motherload of treasure is supposedly buried on a Canadian island. Oak Island. Oak Island. Oak Island treasure. Correct. They have uh, like 10 seasons of a TV show going on Oak Island. They're trying to find the motherload. They've already spent like, I'm guessing over $10 million in the process. They've already spent the motherload to find the motherload. And um, I got kind of sucked in early on in the show. Did you watch that show at all? Yeah, me too. And I don't okay. know what it is that sucks you into that show either. Cause they never find anything. I don't know. I don't know how well, they, they find like little out. trinkety things and they make it like a really big deal. Yeah. A piece of paper from the 1400s. Does this mean that the Knights Templar brought paper to the Island? Could this exactly. be one of Shakespeare's original manuscripts? Like this one yeah. of those types of things. So yeah, at this point, season ten, like they literally like nothing is happening, and they're and they're making episodes about mm-hmm. it. So they're doing something right if they have ten up ten seasons of this thing and not find anything other than like some old old. If I was course. the star of that show, I would be proud in the first five seasons, and by season ten, I'd be ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all That's right, great. that was number one, correct? Number two, this motherload of ET video games, the Atari version was buried in which state after production? A, Colorado, B, New Mexico, C, Nevada. What? What kind of a question is this? This is like, this is like okay, if you're a picker, you know this story. People are grinding their teeth at, like, at, at that question of this question. E.T. was overproduced. Okay. They buried it in a, they buried it literally a bunch of cartridges in the ground. Wow. I didn't know that. They made a big deal about it. They overproduced it. They had way too many... No demand. They just buried them. I think it's since been dug up by somebody who's looking for them. All right. Well, since since Nevada seems to bury everything like nuclear waste and propellers and everything else, <laughs> I'm going to go with Nevada. E.T. is buried in Nevada. E.T. buried in New Mexico. Wow, that was a new, yeah. new word. Darn it. Yeah, that, right. that one, I wasn't sure if you knew that one. That's no. why I gave you multiple choice. But that one is, yeah, true story. That's back in the 80s. Yeah, disaster video game. So uh, kind of yeah. I used to have yeah, that one. I actually liked that game. That was a disaster. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, they overproduced it. So mm. they, I don't know why they buried him. I don't know the Oops. story behind that. I have to look that that back up. But okay. you got to get this next one right to pass. All right, next one I get right. This motherload of knockoffs can be found in which country? Just knockoffs in general. Taiwan. Ty- you think Taiwan produces the most knockoffs? Yes. I'll give you a hint. We talked about the company Alibaba and their base out of this co- this country. China. China. There you go. China produces the most knockoffs. No, you know they have those uh, they have those knockoff markets in Taiwan. That's the only reason. Why oh I yeah, China's that. not the only place. They just have the most in China because they're yep. bigger and they've got more factories. So. Yep. And they're getting. And who better. knows? Taiwan might be part of China one day. So <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> I thought we talked about not getting political on this show. Come on. That's not political. That's just true, man. They're trying to take Taiwan back. Up. My uh, brother murdered a Taiwanese girl, and so I'm very mm. plugged into how that's going for sure. So, so we, we better go visit Taiwan before it's not Taiwan anymore and it becomes China? Unless you right. trust. Yeah. It depends on how comfortable you are visiting China, I suppose. No, I want to visit Thai. I don't want to visit China. I want to visit okay. Thailand. You don't want to go 
buy knockoffs from China. No. From Alibaba, the source. Does Alibaba have like a store? Some sort of like brick and mortar store? I don't know. Probably not. No, it's got to be all online. (laughs) And I think their website is horrible too. It's just really old and 1990s looking. Um, I, I, yeah, it wasn't the best. I didn't think it was that terrible. I didn't, like I couldn't Mm. refine my search, you know, for example, like to find verified sellers, but I found what I was looking for. I don't know. Cool. I'll have to check it out. You know, I've been, I've been kind of wanting to do that too. And or okay. I've been interested in investing more money into stuff and looking for areas that I can invest more money into it. For sure. All right. Well, my friend, that's all I got. Fellow all pickers, right. go find your own motherload one story at a time. And remember, it's not reselling if you're not finding the motherload. <laughs>